Dang it. What was I saying? The human dongle. Oh, get your finger out of my eye. Way better now that you've stopped touching it. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I was... Where the wind comes sweeping down the plain And the waving wheat can sure smell sweet When the wind comes right behind the rain Hey! Hey! No, go ahead, Ash. <laughs> I just wanted to throw you off your game. You did. You totally did. Welcome back to Oakla Said. We are the official Oakla Ed podcast. Welcome back. Uh... Today we're talking legislative updates. We aren't even into the legislative session when this is going on, and this chat was on fire. Um, Lit. It was en fuego. Does that mean on fire? Yeah, squared. Okay. I mean, right. almost supernova, and that's that's a lot of fire. That's on fire? Okay, I like it. Uh, well, this one was hosted by Sean Heim mm-hmm. with the OSSBA. And OSSBA had their hand in the last chat, but, um, you know, different type of chat. Right. Uh, you know, it was light and fluffy last time. This time, we're getting into the nitty gritty of education. And uh, it was really pleasing to me the number of legislators in this chat. I rather enjoyed that. And I can appreciate legislators participating here. And as long as everybody will remain civil, I can appreciate the argument that occurs. No, um, I agree. You, you know what I'm it, saying? Like that's a, like a healthy argument, not a you're an idiot. Why would you say that argument? Uh, but like, but like a healthy um, tell, tell me why you believe that sort of thing. Right. Um, one thing I do think um, somebody should do is create a small video on how to do a Twitter chat. And I think I have one. I got to see if it's still, um, you know, uh, uh, relevant. Um, but uh, there were a lot of people who were – it was hard to follow this one all the way through because there were a lot of people, once the question was up, they were just commenting on the question mm. and not creating their own new tweets. And so if – I mean, I would I would look at – um, a question or a retweet and then there were like nine comments in it and and I think it's new accounts trying to definitely be there and be present mm-hmm. but it, um, their tweets may be getting lost in replies mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. did you did you see all that yeah I saw I saw some of that and and just as a, a reminder our Oakland Ed chat on on months that have five Sundays. The fifth Sunday is always related to legislative update or legislative policy or something, you know, sort of something along those lines. Not necessarily um, that topic is always chosen, and Sean Heim typically leads that chat. Yeah. Um, and so that's where we are with this one. And it was the fifth Sunday of the month was in December, so right before all of our new legislators right. were being sworn in. Yeah. Uh, well, should we dive into this chat? Well, P.S. So that it doesn't last 400 hours. No kidding. And you teased in our last episode um, about this chat. It was so on fire that chat went to until about 930. Uh, and usually usually there's always a couple straggler tweets after the 9 o'clock hour from 8 sure. to 9. There's sure. always or like... Even the next day there's yeah. a tweet or two. Um, but, but this one was uh, still going strong at 930. And that was impressive and cool. This one was still going strong January 1st. 
And no, I'm serious. Like if you go back and just type in A1 and look you know, for this, this date, you'll see some, but there were people still answering, uh, a couple of days later. Yeah. Yeah. And I like that. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so question one, the most recent N C E S. I don't know. Okay. Uh, data shows that 2018-19 budget increase has diminished the gap between Oakland ed and other States in our region from $1,814 to approximately uh, $1,121 per student. How has the investment gap impacted your school or children? So I want to say first off, a $700 increase is nothing to sneeze at. That's that's important. That is important. But, I mean, um, 700 bucks can, can do a lot per student. Yeah. We're not there yet, but I no. can appreciate the gains we made. Absolutely. Yeah. So. Um, so I went with uh, Mary Brown Born at Mary Born 2018 on the Twitters. Uh, she said, money gap equals larger class sizes, which harms children uh, with high ACE scores. That, that's our, um, our Ad, again, ACE. Ad, adverse childhood experiences. Thank you. Yep. Um, Worn out instructional materials, high number of emergency certified teachers, because teachers leaving Oklahoma in droves to surrounding states, and low number of college ed majors. Mm -hmm. And um, and so I, I do think that the gap plays into all of these things. $700 is probably not going to reduce class size. It's probably not going to pay for all of the instructional materials. It may pay for some of them. Um I don't even know that it's going to pay for two new teachers per, and it's definitely not driving people into the College of Ed. So I mean, we've still got a long ways to go, but it does make a small impact. Uh, it, it does make a small impact, and what it did was allow the teachers currently employed to receive a raise, but it wasn't enough to hire others. Right. And that's right. that's an issue um mark p lawson he's at mark That's underscore p underscore lawson who is aaron's representative said retaining teachers it's not just pay but resources classroom sizes and support staff needs many leave the classroom because of this gap and uh right on yeah i mean that's so true so question two, if the legislature passes a long-term plan to bring Oklahoma education funding equal to the regional average, what top three areas of Oklahoma Ed should be prioritized for increased investment? Now, we are recording this late, and, and between this conversation and our recording of this podcast, I would invite you to listen to Stephanie Hinton's Passing Notes podcast. She interviewed Superintendent Joy Hoffmeister, and Joy Hoffmeister said on that podcast, she doesn't want to be the regional average. She wants to lead the region in teacher pay. Well, and Governor Stitt in his state of address, uh, state of the union address, also said he wants to be a top ten education state. Right. And so I, I like that their ideas along this are mm -hmm. um, aligned. Um, but how do we get there? Right. And so Jennifer Seitzinger, uh, who is at Room Twenty Awesome, her top three areas, uh, which I thought were pretty good, were teacher salaries, uh, a continued issue. Uh, we have to make pursuing a degree in teaching worth uh, worth it for potential future teachers. Uh, support staff pay and bringing classrooms into the twenty first century. It's time to reimagine education, and mm -hmm. I, whew, I agree. 
I mean, we've we, we got to do something different. Yes. No, if you look at a lot of the data, and people love to talk about test scores and compare things, what the United sure. States does with their public education system, no other country is able to do. Like, right. We educate everybody. Everybody takes those tests. It's not the elite. It's not the whatever. And every year, our test scores go up. I mean, so so there is there is that. Are we the best education system in the world? Probably not. But we do pretty darn good with our current setup. But I love what she said, that last closer. It's time to reimagine. I, I agree. Um, so I went with Todd Gregg at Mr. Gregg. He said, not really participating in tonight's Oakland Ed chat, more reading and watching sports. And I believe there's a lot of sports going on this particular night. He said, yeah. however, I have to ask why we're willing to accept average in education yes. funding. We don't accept average with OU football or Thunder basketball or our students. We should want to be on the top. And I was like, well, you go, <laughs> yeah. you go, Todd. Exactly. We're, we're not going to be, if, if people are watching average old OU, they're not paying, mm -mm. Uh, you know, to fill that stadium. No. Uh, same with the Thunder. Yeah. I do think, I mean, I think he's, he's saying we don't accept average uh, with OU football and Thunder. Or our students, I, I think we are accepting average with our students, and we need to get away from that. He, he doesn't want to accept average, and I don't either. But mm -hmm. I think that is what's happening right now. we got to replace the, the focus on that. Right. Um, we want our students to be the best that they can be. Exactly. And we expect that of the teams that we're passionate about. I agree. And so you got to have money. I mean, I mean uh, that's what it all boils down to. And I don't need to be paid Kevin Durant wages. Oh, he's a bad word around here. I don't need oh. Russell Westbrook wages. He gets paid millions of dollars. He better perform or go, you know, or we'll find somebody else who can. But right. I could be better equipped. I could have Just resources to better equip me. need to do the job sometimes mm -hmm. is mm -hmm. all, you know. We sh in, uh, in this day and age, we shouldn't be teaching just solely with paper and pencil and using copy machines anymore. Every student should have some sort of device to use at school. Period. End of story. And it's hard to, um, it's it's hard to buy all that if you don't have the funding to do it. Agreed. All right. Okay. Sorry. Uh, question three. Governor Stitt said he wants Oklahoma to become a top ten education state. What benchmarks should define a top ten state? I mean, and how do you? The two people here that that we've chosen, they're pretty smart. Uh, pretty smart. I, I would say better than pretty smart. <laughs> I may be smarter than Tyler Bridges, but he's definitely <laughs> delivered more baby goats than I have. Wow. I'm just kidding. Uh, Tyler Bridges. Aaron loves you. you. I do. Uh, Stephanie Hinton at the Steph Hinton said. Found it. <clears throat> there are a lot of ways to look at this question. Teacher retention rates, teacher PD rates, or participation, graduation rates, ACT, SAT, students, access to arts and other curricular options, career readiness. Mm -hmm. Like, there are lots of ways to look at this. Yeah. Uh, I think <clears throat> we need, I, I think we need a better definition of what a top 10 education right. state looks like to get stit before we can just throw some of these things in here. Right. What, what metric, by what metric are you wanting to be a, a top 10? 
Um, and so, and so, I think that's why I like Tyler Bridges' tweet here. And he exactly. said the most important question is this: Do we want to be known for ACT scores, or do we want to be known for high quality of life driven by great schools and an abundance of good-paying jobs and homes in low-crime neighborhoods? Yeah, no, that <laughs> that is a mouthful yeah. and uh, food for thought right there. And he that's said, he said, I know which which I choose, and. Uh, I don't know how Tyler does it, but he always finds nuggets like this that he shares, and I'm like, "Dang, you, you like that? Brilliant! Yes, like, that is brilliant. like almost every time." Tyler um, Bridges for governor. I would be hard pressed to find a somebody I wouldn't be more eager to vote for. Like he does have really good ideas. Um, great. Yeah, and he's smart, and he's funny, and he can connect. Yes, like, he should be in politics. Just yeah, saying. I think uh, there's a few. Okay. So question four, what must happen at the state and local levels to make Governor Stitt's top 10 uh, goal a reality? And so uh, we don't see Rob Miller a lot these days in our Twitter chats, but he did chime in here. He you know, said, he's he's uh, busy being the man now at his uh, school district. In Bixby, yes. Yeah. Um, he said, depends on what Governor Stitt means when he says top 10, which is what I just said a second ago, I would love to see Oakland Ed be recognized as a national leader in education innovation for reimagining secondary education, for developing our teaching profession, and for taking care of our kids. I love Robert Miller's voice. I was so glad he was back in here. And I told him, I was like, Rob, we, we've missed you. You've got to come. Well, we just, we need... We need the wisdom. We need Rick. We need Rob, mm -hmm. you know, tweeting more often. I'd love to see Blue Serial come back through and yeah. add some, you know, some uh, passion into our chats. But or, his, his you know, local passions are in a different state now. I know, I know, I know. But education. I love, I love education. Blue Serial. My boy. He's my boy. You're my boy, Blue. You're my boy, Blue. <laughs> That's right. Okay. I went with Lauren Pena here at Lauren underscore Pena 16. Winner. Of more than one acting award. <laughs> she is probably going to hate you and stop listening to us <laughs> for a while. Well, that's like Shawnee Sup. You know, certain people get their call signs. Um, but she said, I'd still be in a public school classroom if I felt I could actually teach. But with 160 plus papers to grade, it's impossible to make all kids better writers. Not to mention forging the absolute necessary relationships. Fix the class size problem. Save the world. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> save the world, I don't know, but definitely fix the class size problem, and we are not spread so thin. Yeah. Boom. Uh, did I cut you off? No. Okay. Um, so question number five. Oklahoma elected 57 new legislators along with a new governor and lieutenant governor. How are you building relationships with your legislators and sharing the needs of your children? Dude, that is a lot of freshman legislators. Mm -hmm. I mean, that we've got a lot of new guys in there. I'm I'm excited for it all. I hope that they can research deep enough to make an impact. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I went with uh, Carrie Hicks here, who is I mean, she's on fire when she's tweeting with us as well. I, freshman I legislator. This. But I love this woman. Um, she says, 
Uh, I'm meeting or have met with all superintendents of the school districts I represent. Continuing relationships with OSSBA Oklahoma, Joy, COSA, um, OKEA, and OKC underscore AFT. And having face-to-face meetings with Republican and Democratic senators and representatives. Like, that's how you do it. you you mm-hmm. got to make friends everywhere and, um, and be willing to have conversations with anyone, not yeah. just a certain color of people. Or like certain red or blue, you know, that's what I meant. Not yeah. like, okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to get all this. Anyway, uh, so I, I like her plan of um, meeting and talking with all yeah. to make to make an impact. Yeah, I'd, I'd seen one time for somebody that was running for uh, a, a position in the legislature, and she's like, elect me because I will not negotiate with Democrats. And, and, <laughs> like, and okay. you, you can sort of get away with that in Oklahoma because we're we're pretty Republican heavy, very conservative, but I, I need somebody that's going to represent me. That's willing to work with all folks. Like, yes, keep, keep what's important to my, as your constituent, keep my passions important to you, especially if I've communicated them to you, but my goodness, you have to work with people. Like we can't just eliminate yeah. certain folks. Yeah. We don't uh, get to wipe out a voice. Yeah. So I can appreciate, uh, Carrie Hicks working with all the different political spectrum folks. So I went with Rob Miller here, edge blogger. Ugh. Thank you, Rob, for coming back. Um, He said, we have welcomed our local legislators to Bixby Public Schools for lunch and school visits, and we'll host a legislative forum in Bixby on January 28th. Oakland Ed must be as committed in supporting and communicating with our legislators as we expect them to be in supporting and communicating with us. But I don't think we can start out, especially with all of the new people, with vitriol. Uh, I think we got to start our conversations not light and fluffy either, but mm-hmm. um, we have to be cognizant of who we're talking to mm-hmm. and how long they've had the position. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, these aren't the people. Which has been it's been even difficult for me to get my head around. These aren't the people that have put us in the position we're in. No, and all of them are here to try to make a difference. Mm-hmm. So we got to remember I mean, that as well. Yeah, and and even in years past, elected leaders who I felt made 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 weren't looking out for education. We're doing what they thought was right. So on some level, I have to respect that, even if I strongly disagree with it. I guess. Question. <laughs> <laughs> I also am going to run for governor. because. <laughs> <laughs> so on December 19th, the State Board of Equalization certified a $612 million increase for the 2019-2020 state budget. What is your advice to Governor Stitt for his executive budget plan that will be released February 4th? <sighs> Um, I I don't know that I'm smart enough, you know, to, to say things, um, that aren't, uh, one-sided or well-rounded. So I'm going with Mark Lawson here. Uh, he said, uh, at governor stit for gov, get at me about DHS. Uh, I contend education become, or Education outcomes depend on meeting the needs of our children and families when they're outside of the classroom, not just in the classroom. And we're so close to being out from under the Pinnacle Plan, which uh, I don't know what the Pinnacle Plan is. I wanted to do some research before we recorded this, but this goes to show, and and I agree with him, we've got to hit families before they get to school. Mm -hmm. We've got to teach um, accountability before they get to school Mm -hmm. so that the teacher can do their job and not also parent and not also, you know, instruct on life skills. I mean, 
we'll, we're, we're doing it all. We will continue to do it all if we need to. But if we can get at families before they come to school, that's a huge, I mean, I, I think we've got to educate early. That's all. Not necessarily about um, um, phonics and, you know, math, but, um, you know, life. Parenting. <laughs> Parenting, yeah. yes. Some supports okay. for that. Like we could That's all benefit from some parenting structures. Agreed. Yeah. Um, Angela Clark Little, she's at Angem Little. She said, my advice would be allowing someone from every state agency to have a seat at the table b- before deciding. It's important to hear from those doing the work. And I think I read somewhere, and, and, it, and if somebody knows different, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think I read somewhere that the actual budget that is up for debate, like this is the budget that okay. we're proposing we're going to have a, is, is only something like 25 or 30% of the overall state budget because the rest of it is automatically goes to these things. There's no discussion, period, end of story. I think that's what I, I think that's what I saw someplace. So, um, so my my thing would be on on this with the February fourth release. Um, instead of waiting until late May to finagle around a bit a budget, get the budget deal done, and released and voted and certified. However, that needs to happen by mid February, so that you know exactly what you're working with for the rest of the legislative term. Yeah. I don't know that that'll ever happen. So there you go. There you go. Question seven. Oklahoma has surpassed last year's record number of emergency certified teachers. How can OklaEd provide strong support for inexperienced teachers? And what are the most important next steps to alleviating Oklahoma's teacher shortage crisis? Whew. Uh. Man. Aren't, you, aren't you on that commission? Were you on that yeah, commission? Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of took a back seat to it whenever I started back, back in school. I still get the emails and the reports, but I am not sitting there making, you know, helping to give input anymore. Mm. Uh, maybe after this semester I get back in there. But um, I know one thing that they are trying to do is make sure it is um, less strenuous for people to get their actual certificate. Mm-hmm. Um, not, not the traditional route, but the alt route, um, and, um, providing free professional development for those, uh, alt route people, uh, and emergency route people. But I got, I mean, I got a gal who's in one of my grad classes and she is emergency certified and is changing. I mean, she stays elementary as much as possible, but just changing what she's doing every few years and, uh, that's, you know, anyway, um, I would, I would say that she's probably now a couple of years with a different emergency certified, got some classroom management under her belt, got Mm -hmm. some, you know, there are ways that the emergency certification, uh, changeups, um, can help a teacher be a six year teacher and still be emergency certified. Um, you know, and so I think we also have to, um, stop being so down on emergency certs. And I'd also like to know of the, the 3000 or 2000 emergency certs, how many of them have, um, just changed, uh, changed up the emergency cert. I mean, how many of them are brand new to Oklahoma and the education system emergency certs and how many of them are 
just getting a different emergency certification. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, because I think that makes a difference, and, and that number can be, um, of course, it's it's larger. I mean, there's no doubt that we've got more um, more emergency certs in the classroom than we ever have before. But how many of them are in there? fourth fifth sixth year of teaching that's all and, i've got yeah that's my and big still question. follow and still fall under the emergency cert yeah classification yeah. yeah um i like what dr april grace says here uh she says ongoing training and pd and support are big for both inexperienced and experienced teachers continue with pay increases it will take some time to restore the pipeline uh we repeatedly hear teachers need support counselors specialists instructional coaches and resources and classroom sizes and sel etc and so uh, i i think that all of that need we need continued support in all of those areas just like she's saying mm-hmm. to maybe uh, make sure that we're providing uh, everything we can for all of those emergency certs you know especially brand new emergency right. certs and one thing that's unique to the American education system is the number of hours that the, um, <laughs> sorry. You did sorry. myself. You did. Sorry, you dear listener. Kept going. I'm watching Aaron have you a sneeze and she had muted it, going. but it was, it was like watching it in slow motion. <laughs> um, but in the United States our, uh, education system, a teacher spends almost 90% of their time in front of students teaching. And in other systems, that time is around 60 or 65 percent, with the remaining 25 to 30 percent, uh, or 30 to 40 percent of their time spent doing professional development, observing master teachers, and growing their own practice. So, if we could put some sort of system like that into place, where teachers don't feel guilty about going to professional training mm-hmm. because they're leaving their students with a substitute, but there's actually time built into their schedule to do that, I think it could be a huge, a huge benefit to alternately certified teachers, emergency certified teachers, and career teachers. Like it could benefit no, all the educators. But but when you spend almost 90% of your time in front of students, it's it's hard for a teacher to justify leaving their student to do a thing because nobody can teach their students like they can. No, but I would even say like I'm 10 years in and I have a traditional route, I still crave PD. Right, I still want to learn. I still want to know more. I want to know the best practices. I want to be able to reach my kids where, you know, where they are. And it doesn't mean that I can quit learning. And I teach, I'm a completely different teacher now than I was 10 years ago even. Oh my gosh, right? So yeah, professional development's huge. Um, Adam Peterson, he's at Mr. Adam Peterson. He said, a strong mentorship program for early career teachers. This may mean stipends for the veterans' time the program is meaningful, it will help teachers become masters faster. In many ways, what I've encountered in teaching cannot be taught, only experienced. It's like I taught a, a classroom management cl- course last semester. Mm. I that's, that's hard for me to teach because I'm telling you what is going to happen, but I don't know right. what's going to happen. Like, I can give you some ideas of how to juggle the children, but until it's you're standing not- in front of 32 pairs of eyeballs, right. you don't know what you're going to do. Reading Harry Wong's book is a great start. <laughs> it does not mean you're going to be able to walk into that classroom and manage the crap out of it. Right. Just saying. Right. All right. Question eight. How are you sharing the great things happening in your school with local lawmakers and other key influencers in your community? Good question. And look, look who's <laughs> answering this. <laughs> Just saying. Uh, Deborah Thorinson uh, at DJ Thorinson. Uh-huh. 
she said, somehow this school year is slipping past too quickly. I haven't shared much, good or bad, with anyone, but I hope to do better as soon as I get some time. Uh, I would challenge you, Deborah, to um, set a reminder in your phone and make time. And even if it's a tweet that you're tweeting at your representative, mm-hmm. who they are massively in droves coming to the Twitter and checking in with us, yep. uh, set a reminder, tweet to your legislator weekly, something but, good, something bad. I th- but I think also Deborah sums up in general most educators like no, i want to do this but whoo i'm so busy right uh i went with um governor stitt for this uh and, yep he is at stitt for gov and he said i believe oklahoma can have a top 10 education system from creating a universal pre-k program um to securing teachers a much needed pay raise to shoring up teacher retirement progress is being made in oklahoma but there's still more to do now um how are you sharing great things with your school here's how i saw this tweet fitting in He's sharing okay. what he wants to see. Whoa, yeah. And so, and so I can work with that. Like, he's sharing what he wants to see in, in these people. So these are the things that he's looking for. These are the things then that we can share. Yeah. Uh, so there you go. There you go. Uh, boom sauces? Uh, by the way, it was really hard choosing tweets this week. Not going to lie. Oh, my gosh. No, because there were a bajillion. And again, um, did I say this in the last episode or this episode? There were people that were um, uh, replying to the question instead of creating their own new tweet, uh, which made it very difficult to find your tweets. In some cases, there were some questions that had six and seven comments, and you'd go into it, and they're not commenting on what was tweeted. They're replying to the question. Um, start a new tweet, if you can, under the hashtag, and that makes it easier. But ev- So even adding all of those replies in and searching through everything on this, it was hard. This was a huge mm-hmm. conversation. Mm-hmm. And... Um... I think, except for your representative, everybody had a unique... There was... Nobody was repeated. What do you mean? Like, I think we used your representative's tweets twice. Oh, right, right, right. But I don't think we use anybody else's tweets twice. And almost in every episode, there's a person or two or three who we use a couple of their tweets. Exactly. No, um, ab- absolutely. That That's huge. I mean, that just shows how many people were mm-hmm. engaged and how many amazing tweets were a part of this and conversation. And I want to say thanks to all the elected leaders that participated in that chat. And I, my, I, I truly hope you will come back more often. Okla Ed uh, is a great community. But it is education-based, and sometimes we have our blinders on and don't see bigger picture. Uh, well, and I think I think sometimes when we share in here, you can see the passion because our conversations uh-huh. revolve around passion projects and stuff like that. Right. And I think if these legislators can see us in in like game mode, like this is where we thrive, this is where we right. you know do our our stuff, and not just like you voted no for blah, 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 right. blah, this is, you know, if they can see us happy and passionate versus angry and um, passionate, yeah. then uh, it would make a huge difference. I mean, just, just showing up, not even every week, but being here, you know, regularly. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Just on a regular basis. And and I think the, the other thing too, is it can provide some diversity uh, to our chat. Cause you know, sometimes as educators, we get blinders on, we see we're, we're used to like, this is the issue. This is what we got to address. And, and sometimes we need to take our own blinders off and see a larger picture, which can yeah. be, it can be really hard. It can be hard for me and I know it can be hard for us um, sometimes. So I can really appreciate the legislators. Thank you so much and Governor Stitt for participating. Absolutely, thank you. Uh, boom saucers. 
Uh, boom saucers. So I went with uh, Craig McVeigh on this one, and he is at uh, McVeigh fifty one on the Twitter sphere. He said, "Let's do." Oh, and it's in response to uh, question three, which was about becoming a top 10 educational state, what benchmarks define that. He says, let's do everything we can to put top 10 type quality teacher in the classroom with every kid in Oklahoma. Everything. Pay, respect, class size, operational funding, books, wraparound services. And uh, I was like, boom. Like, (laughs) I mean, seriously, like... Nobody's writing curriculum for our brand new standards. How are we going to get great stuff in here? You know, uh, nobody, nobody has enough money to have the the teacher load that creates a, a great class size. You know, boom, we got to get that in there. The pay is not getting people in our buildings. It's not getting them even into the educational um, uh, uh, the degree platform. Yeah. Right. Boom. You know, operational funding. There are buildings all over this state that are not up to date, not carrying enough Wi-Fi, not carrying, you know, all of these things. But now that we can pay for uh, random things out of that operational building fund, how, how much, you know, emphasis will they put into the building when they could hire it, a new teacher? Mm-hmm. You know, we, we got to make sure... <clears throat> Uh, and and I know I've gone back and forth on that one specifically, but we got to make sure our kids are showing up to rooms. I, I worked in a school in Sepulpa. It was freezing cold in there right. or ridiculously hot. It, there was no in-between unless it was October <laughs> when the outside temperature was in-between. You know, uh, we, we can't expect kids to learn in environments where Maslow's you know, lowest level of needs aren't met. Right. That's crazy. That's a big one. So anyway, uh, rant over. Who did you pick for your boom sauce? So this was this was really funny because um, just in the middle of the chat, uh, at Oklahoma TLI tweeted at me and said, here's your boom sauce tweet. Yeah. And the, <laughs> of course, the, the chat was so busy, uh, I, I looked at it. And, and saw that I had a notification from TLI Oklahoma, and then I came back way later and I looked at it, and it was from Jason L. Midkiff, and he's at J. Midkiff, and this is a boom sauce tweet, <laughs> and it's an answer to question six, which was um, the State Board of Equalization certified the budget. What's your advice for Governor Stitt? And Jason said, please put the money towards kids in their future, whatever department. Oakla Ed isn't the only one with a need, but kids deserve it. Boom. <laughs> it's like, all right, I usually like to find my own boom sauce tweets, but Oklahoma TLI, that's a good one. <laughs> so. Whatever department. I mean, even yeah. if, we, if we start with one department and then the next year we move to the next department, you know, whatever. But we got we to gotta serve the kids. Well, ed- education is only one of the things that serves the kids. There's there's other things as well from um, DHS and healthcare, like Agreed. There's, there's multiple touches on on children. And well, and with we the can, number of we can do pe- better. And with the number of people we incarcerate in Oklahoma, uh, you know, <laughs> surely we can invest more into the education system so that we don't have to fund as much in right. the incarceration system. And right. the, the you know, uh, 
if we start early, like even, you know, um, Mr. Lawson said in the last one, you know, or maybe it was this one, was he? Yeah, where, where we talk about um, supporting them even before they get to the classroom. Right. You know, that's huge. Yes. That's huge. Yes. Ginormous. Anyway, that's all. There you go. That's all. That's okay. all. Uh, next week on the Twitter chat uh, was Jason James. And if you guys aren't participating in the Twitter chats, that's okay. You can always tune in here. But um, if you want to participate in the Twitter chat, th those happen weekly, every week on Sundays at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. And um, the Oakland Said podcast follows those chats at some point. At some point in history. Yeah. We were really good about being fairly weekly but our schedules have been just become so bamboozled well we both got new jobs yeah. and yeah that's hard yeah and so we're so. trying to manage all that but just hang in there okla ed okla said is it's it's there we're here. we're here uh all right all right all right educators you know what to do go out and dominate the world and have some coffee from starbucks Little, Are you getting paid by Starbucks or what? Little latte with the double shot because you know those <laughs> no, children. I think Starbucks needs to pay us for saying that. <laughs> Just we're only saying you're doing fine, Oklahoma, Oklahoma, okay.